This is the Coming Out Loved and Supported Podcast, the group for the LGBTQ plus community and family of LGBTQ plus wanting to learn more and do better. I am your host, Annie Henderson. I'm a certified professional life coach and also a member of the LGBTQ plus community. We are so glad you're here. Please like and subscribe. And if you know anyone that is needing support as they are going through their journey, please share because I honestly believe by doing so, we can save lives. Hello, this is Annie Henderson, your coming out coach for the Coming Out Loved and Supported podcast. Thanks for being here for this episode with... Hello, Ray. Hey, thanks so much for having me. <laughs> I am so happy to have you on here. We we met, um, gosh, now it's been months, months and months ago. Sounds so long now. <laughs> um, so let me tell everyone a little bit about you before we jump in. Ray is a soulful business strategist and musician. She helps spiritual entrepreneurs and coaches creatively scale their online business using social media so they can make a bigger impact while experiencing more time, money, and location freedom. I like the sound of that. Location freedom. Yes. She's also a touring musician and a speaker, performing in multiple countries around the globe to audiences of 10,000 plus people. She's the author of the upcoming book, Blame It on My Soul. Ooh, what is, tell me a little bit more about this book. Oh, I'm so excited for this book to come out. I've been working on it for um, about a year and a half now. And basically it takes the reader through nine stages of transformation. It's a proven path that gets someone to understand what their soul wants them to do next. What is that next step? Oh, wow. Stories of being a, a traveler, going from living on the street, making pennies to having a band that becomes like a nationally touring act, uh, touring around internationally by myself. So it has a bit of this like eat, pray, love vibe as I yes. bring in different <laughs> love and all of that stuff. So it's, it's going to be really amazing. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking most of our listeners might relate more to the beginning of your story than where you are now. Um, so yep. can you tell us, uh, a little bit about like when, when has been a time in your life when you've struggled to trust yourself because you're right. You're all about trusting yourself and your, and your soul and following your dreams. When has been a time like before you got to that point? Yeah, absolutely. It, it takes me back into this feeling that I had, um, when I was touring with my band. So we literally did start on the street, like making pennies. Uh, we if you're in the U.S., we were probably in your town at some point. Like, <laughs> Have you been to Dallas? Oh, yeah. Many times. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> and it, you know, interestingly enough, my memory actually goes to a time where I was like about three years into the band. And so at this point, we had, we had developed some, but there wasn't, there was just this feeling that like, like I just didn't totally believe in myself. I didn't believe in what we could do. I also did believe in the art itself. Um, this is a time where I actually started learning a lot about business because I didn't believe that our 
art could stand for its own. We needed, we needed to learn like marketing and branding. And I was like, how do we get everything out there? Um, but I really remember like the time that is most highlighted is basically I had had this feeling for a while and being in a rock and roll band, traveling around, touring, it was like kind of that whole like drug, sex and rock and roll scene, like full on. And I actually lost myself into the substances and into the partying and just the whole lifestyle itself. So um, at a certain point, I completely, it wasn't like I didn't just not trust myself. I, I was like, no, I actually was convinced that it wasn't meant for me to even be here. It wasn't meant for me to share my voice or share my message or story. Um, and it really led to my rock bottom, which was a suicide attempt where I drove my car off of a cliff after a late night gig. And I was just in a space where I just was like, I like threw in the towel. I was done. And it felt like my relationships were just falling apart at the time I was actually coming out. And like, I was just so confused on who am I? What am I doing? I had my ex-boyfriend who I'd started the band with. And then my current girlfriend was the drummer in our band. It was like Fleetwood Mac crazy drama. I just, I didn't know where I was. And so it led me into that experience. And, you know, I, I like pray gratitude every single day because I had my angels there with me that literally saved the car and landed me straight up um, at the wow. bottom of the canyon. And I literally walked out of that whole accident without one bruise or scratch. Like it was, it was a very mystical experience. But um, during that point, I actually had a full conversation with God, universe, creator, whatever you want to call it. And it was a different voice than what I've ever heard before. And they were just like, you have been asking to leave. You've been telling us that like, you don't believe in yourself. You don't trust in yourself. And you actually, we want to go. So here's your opportunity. Like I saw the white light, it was there. And in that moment, something, there was just like this, like 1%, like little tiny, like speck of salt that was inside of me that was like, but what if you're supposed to be here? Like, what if there's something more? What if you could trust yourself? And I just kind of was like, I think I might not be ready to leave. And in that moment, I actually gained consciousness because I was unconscious at that point. I gained consciousness, came back, and then the car landed. So there's there's so much power in something that I would love to share. I got the goosebumps. I got the goosebumps. Is that is that some of that in your book? Yeah, absolutely. That's actually the part of the book is is there yes and you know the thing that I want to share is I think sometimes we feel like we need to like totally believe in ourselves totally 100% have trust if you don't then you're not going to make it and all this stuff and I just think that's totally bs and I think all we need is just like a tiny tiny little bit more to get us to overcome something or get us to make a new decision or, you know, have a little bit of courage, a little bit of faith to move you forward in a new direction. Yeah. Some of that 51%, right? <laughs> just, just, just a switch. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. That definitely gave me some, some goosebumps. How old were you at the time? I was 23. Yeah. You were definitely not meant to go anywhere. <laughs> That's, oh my gosh. Um, and, and when's the book coming out? So the book's going to be coming out this summer. So really summer. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. You'll have to let us know so we can, we can update everyone who's, who's uh, listening right now and can, um, get, get excited. Will it be on Amazon and Kindle? Absolutely. Perfect. I'm so excited. Um, so would you be willing to share with us a little bit more about, you know, you were, you were saying, um, with, when you were first coming out and <laughs> your whole Fleetwood Mac situation, um, was, was that a struggle? Where, where are you originally from? Originally from San Diego. Okay. So Cal- California versus Texas and the Southern state, it would maybe a different upbringing than we have, but, um, how was that whole process for you? If you don't mind sharing. Wow, I would love to share because I, I think I went through something that's like pretty unique, where growing up, I think in San Diego, things are very open and fluid. Mm-hmm. My parents are both artists. Um, I actually like connected with a lot of my girlfriends and we would like hook up and like kiss. And that was normal. Like I just I, <laughs> I even like thought that I was like lesbian or gay or different. I was just like, no, this is just what we do. And this is how we like show love. Part of the process. Yeah. And um, it was really interesting when I went to school, I went to college in Boston and that's where I like started to be like, oh, we don't do that here. And there was like, you know, the kind of like more like judgments and there was like oh there's the one like lesbian girl in the school like Boston really yeah and so that was that was really interesting for me and I that was where like I kind of started to like disconnect with myself because I was still trying to like hide that that part of myself yeah and so it actually wasn't until I um I had a girlfriend from like growing up, she moved out to Boston and then I was able to like, kind of like get back into that (laughs) that part of myself. And then it wasn't until I got back to San Diego where I actually had like my first like full like relationship um, with a woman. And it felt, it felt so natural to me that it was, it was almost strange to be like, oh, I'm coming out. Cause I was like, I just feel like I, I love humans. And like, I just Mm -hmm. like dawned on me. And so I think the coming out process was like at that point when I was in a, it was actually, it was my second relationship. So the first one, I wasn't like, you know, Uh it was, it was like the second one in and, you know, like months into it. And I was like, wow, I really could, you know, see myself marrying her and like really creating a life together. And I was like, okay, I think my family knows, but I think I should sit them down and like make sure. <laughs> and my brother is very Christian. We grew up in a Christian household, um, but pretty open Christianity. And so he was who I was worried about. And I was like, I love him so much. We've always connected so well. I don't, I really hope that this doesn't ruin what we have. Mm-hmm. And it, it almost felt like, do I even need to say something? You know, like, and right, yes. when I finally told him, it was just such a beautiful moment because he was just so open and so loving. And I think that's really where like my whole perspective shifted was, and I was like, yeah, like I can be me and like, this isn't going to change anything. And like, we can all, we can all get along here. We can all do what we want and like really take our stand and like with love. And I'm so blessed to have experienced that with my family. It made me feel so much stronger because her and I toured. So we went through the South. We went 
all around and we dealt with a lot of difficulties we mm-hmm. had a lot of problems we had you know problems with authority problems with places to stay um at this point we were also kind of like bouncing from like being on the street and then like doing like real gigs so we we're still like in between and we got a lot of crap for it so um i think that internal space of love and acceptance that i received from my family and from my friends created a little bit more resiliency um but i was i was really shocked because once i had been like okay this is who i am and started taking a stand really and not being like well i'm just gonna like pretend and be like over here on like the outskirts mm-hmm. taking a stand i was like wow there's a lot of like injustice happening like this is pretty crazy yeah yeah it is and it's you know like like what you just explained having that start with a supportive community or supportive family makes a huge difference. Right. Um, and just if, you know, if you had had that and all the, the conflict while traveling, it would have made things, uh, very different. So I I love that for you. I know a lot of our listeners don't necessarily have that kind of start and they're, you know, there's, they're looking and they're searching and soul searching and, um, which, it usually ends up being a lot of, a lot of my clients, the ones that are, that are people pleasers, which sounds like, you know, a little bit of what you went through when you went to Boston and you were like, Ooh, how do I fit in? And how do I just kind of blend in and, and not stick out? Um, so I'm your blood family that you like find that support in, like they, I'm sure they're finding the support in the work that you're doing and just having that like place to like call home, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just think that that is really like the key because there's always going to be people that like don't relate to you or the haters and people judging. But as long as you can really like first and foremost feel at home within yourself. And then secondly, like just having that community that like shifts everything. It does. Yes. And I I like that you say that it doesn't have to be your family of origin, right? Don't, don't sit here and, and spiral wishing it could have been different, like go out and find your people. Right. And I, it's the great thing about Facebook and the internet and, and TikTok is that you can reach out to people all over the world and have your, your people and your family there to support you. That's such a huge difference. So you, you are a speaker. What kind of topics do you usually speak about? Um, everywhere from women's empowerment, I've done probably most of my speaking <laughs> is connected with women's empowerment, um, women leadership, women in business, um, and then also everywhere from spirituality, near death experiences, um, kind of finding your sole purpose to business and strategy, because that's really um, something that is just a huge passion of mine is especially helping people that feel like they're kind of like on the outskirts of, you know, what normal society is or what is normally happening. Like those are my favorite clients because we get to like highlight and create a business that helps you thrive and live in that and find your tribe, find your community and, and support others in that journey of personal development. So um, it's become an amazing tool and mechanism for creating uh, your your dream life. You know, it's like once you kind of unlock a few of these strategies and structures and systems, then it's like, okay, then I get to kind of create and be playful and bring my own stories and messages and what I've learned to the table. And actually I can monetize that. I can make a living off of that. I can like build something. I don't need to work at a nine to five that I hate. I don't need to, you know, 
do things that make me feel uncomfortable. I get to create my own lifestyle the way I want to live. Yes. Yes. So what would you say to somebody that, you know, might be listening today? That's like, Oh, I want, like, I want something different, but you know, I'm, I'm scared of living authentically. I'm scared of being my true self. Like, you know, if people knew that I was gay or lesbian, would they actually like, could I still have a thriving business? What would you say to them? Well, yeah. <laughs> We're gonna, I'm not even going to go there. Cause that doesn't even need like more talking. <laughs> Yes, period, done, nothing else. On the other hand, one thing that I do want to share is there's always going to be fear. There's always going to be doubt. And so there's either going to be fear over here that's hanging out saying all those things that you just mentioned, like, like, I'm scared to like step out. I'm scared to like, take that leap. I'm scared to like, really put myself out there. Okay, there's one bubble of fear here, but there's always another bubble of fear here, which is the fear of regret. Like if you don't actually live the life that you are actually desiring and like deeply craving to build and create, then you're going to be holding probably an equal, maybe if not more amount of fear of just the regret going back into the past. What if I would have done that? What if, you know, what could have been possible? And that regret, I think, builds over time. So sometimes in the beginning, we don't feel it as much. And Mm -hmm. so then they say, oh, I just have fear about stepping out. That's not true. This other fear is um, sometimes smaller in the beginning or quieter, but those whispers are powerful. And if you continue to live your life that way, I mean, really like take it, look at like those who are on their deathbed, they're usually talking about the things that they hadn't done. Do you want to live that type of life or do you want to just go for it? Let alone, we don't even know when you're going to be on that deathbed. You don't know if it's going to be you know, when you're 80 or 90 or hundred, it, you know, the reality is it could be any single day. So why not now? Like, why not just be all of who you are? Take the risk. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's magic in risks. And so I kind of like to just neutralize it and be like, well, there's going to be fear either way. Which one do I want to choose? Yeah. So Ray with, you know, with, with your business and, and helping all of these entrepreneurs and people scale their businesses, have you ever had anybody that's, you know, worked with you and then they're like, oh, I resent taking this step out of my comfort zone and making this life for myself. Any, anything like that? Oh, absolutely. Because all of your crap comes up. All of the time <laughs> that you've like said, no, I'm not going to, no, I can't. And you've actually turned away from taking the steps. They get highlighted and accentuated. All of these shadows and insecurities get brought up. Well, the good part is, is they get brought up to the surface to be healed and to be loved on and to be accepted and shifted. That's like true transformation, but that can't happen if they're actually not even, if you're not aware of them. So I always think like, if that comes up, beautiful, congratulations, (laughs) you are so in the right place. Um, And I do like to share this story because I think it was so powerful. I did have one client who signed up to work with me in about two. So usually I work with someone for six months or longer. Like I really like to go deep. Mm-hmm. And it was about two months in and it was that all the stuff was coming up and she was just like, I, I can't do it. And you know, I'm very clear, like no refunds, like the, you're in, you're in. And so she actually opted to just not even show up to the calls. She had already paid for it, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. 
I share this story because she was so clear and determined in herself that no, like I, like all my stuff's coming up. I don't want this. I'm out of here. Well, like it was like a year, like 10 months later, she starts sending me message after message, voicemail, all this stuff, just being like, I just got all the clarity. I am so sorry. I I wish I would have stuck in there. Now I see what happened. And I'm just like, like she was now experiencing the fear of regret. Like, I wonder what would have happened if I would have just like shown up for one more call or like, I would have just like, you know, taken that one step that was like really like scaring me. And, and it, I mean, the messages kept pouring in and I was like, you know, everything's perfect and it's divine timing, but I love sharing that story because I think that does happen. And so like to know, like, and create your life off of hindsight, like in hindsight, even if you're so triggered, so like in all of your crap, or you just can't even get out of the fear that's in your mind, in your body, like think, just go into hindsight, hindsight in a year from now, how would I want to be acting through this? How would I want to be showing up through this? And that usually um, can give you a really clear and aligned answer for what to do, what actions to take, how to be in that situation, instead of just working off of yourself and your emotions, because we're emotional beings and they don't have to run the show. Right. And what better time to be triggered than when you're actually working with a coach? <laughs> like that's when he wanted to come up, not later. <laughs> um, so that's perfect. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful story. And I love that she, you know, she eventually got around to, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, any other stories you want to share? Um, around that specifically? Anything. Mm-hmm. I know that's wide open and random. <laughs> like, I have a lot of stories, <laughs> like more so around business or transformation. Transformation. Or- thinking of, you know, thinking of the LGBTQIA community and, and a lot of the fears that, you know, it might be our fears. It might be, you know, our, our parents' fears or, or anybody's where it's transfer transformation probably. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give, I'm going to give you a, a tip or like a tool that anyone that is dealing with um, having kind of energies attached to them that are not theirs, mm-hmm. beliefs attached, stories. Because I, I would imagine that your audience, like they're, they know what's up. They're, they're like doing the work. They're here, and they're probably just like, there's like a few things that are just kind of like not working. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's less about you know like totally changing your life. It's more just like, okay, how can I like just like tweak these things so that way I can step into just being more of myself. And so I think one thing that really holds us back is that when we are like empathetic, caring beings, we take on other people's energy, other people's emotions and stories and all this stuff. And, you know, over time with our parents or anyone that's leading us, of course, it can turn into like big beliefs, Mm -hmm. but even like small things energetically, you know, you're out at the grocery store and someone says something to you, like these little things, they build up over time and they can really start to wear down your nervous system, your emotional, physical, and spiritual body. And from experience, I know how draining it can be and how it can be like, how do I build up if I'm, if my energy is like down here? So that might not actually be your own energy. It might be other people's energy that you've just attracted or like they've put onto you or they've hooked into you. And so there's, there's connections. And so 
what I like to do is like literally multiple times a day, go through different like energy clearing practices so that I can just connect with myself and like who I am as a soul, as a being, not all these like labels and this and that and like stories of what the label means and all this stuff like we get so in our heads it's like no like this is the essence of my soul like who am I where am I so one thing I like to do is like literally just like this like just like an energy shower you just like (laughs) energy will get stuck in our hair so sometimes just going like this like and just like releasing it off that's what I see everyone doing all the time. They're just clearing energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, let me just like shake this out. But like, yes. really, and like, you know, probably just doing that. It's like, oh, we feel a little bit better. Like, that's why that is a part of our society. But when you attach it to intentionality as well of like, okay, I'm like coming back to myself. Um, sometimes if there's something that feels like really like stuck, like, um, Maybe even like your partner's really bothering you or your parents just said something and you're like, oh, but you can't like, you don't want to just act, right? You want to like keep her cool, but you need to like take care of yourself. I actually like to flick because with our fingers and our hands, like, again, there's like streams of energy. So I'll just like flick and just be like releasing. Like it has that like- Meridians, right? Mm -hmm. Like tapping? Exactly. So just let it go, let it go. Um, the last one that I'll share, um, this is kind of for a longer process. It's called recapitulation. And this is like an old shamanic uh, practice to, again, kind of like cleanse your own energy, but also call in your own energy too, because sometimes, especially through, you know, all the labels and societal pressure, we actually, not only are people hooked into us, but we hook into other people and we lose parts of ourselves. So when you're in those times of like, you're like, I don't feel like myself, well, that could be because you've lost actually parts of yourself. So what you want to do is actually energetically command your energy to come back. And so you can do it through commands. You can do it through intentionality. You can do it for, through snapping being like, I need my energy to come back. Like, <laughs> like wherever you are and you might be able to pick up on like, oh, it's that person. You know, maybe it's even just like yeah. a grocery store. You might actually feel it or it might be like a best friend or, you know, some, someone. And it's like, no, just call, call my energy back in. And so you can do a practice of actually inhaling to the left. I think it might be flipped for you guys. Inhale through the nose to the left, calling my energy in. Exhale through the mouth to your right shoulder releasing all the rest of the energy. So inhale, bringing the parts of me back to myself and then exhale, releasing other parts, the people that have hooked in, giving it back to them. And so I'll go through that process a few times a day. Um, like it's, it's really helpful and it can really just like bring you into more clarity. You can like feel and think easier. And then from there you can make more informed, intelligent decisions. Amazing tips and tools. I'm going to try some of those out. Those are great. Um, and I think they're especially great. I know we have, um, some listeners and some younger listeners that are maybe still, still at home or living in someone else's space to where, you know, they they don't have a lot of control right now. They don't have a lot of maybe transportation or freedom. 
and knowing how to clear and to, what was it again? What was the last one? Capitulation. Capitulation. Yeah. So do being able to have those tools and do that is, um, can be, can be a lifesaver and, and, Thank you. Thank you. That's amazing. <laughs> Ray, uh, I'm super excited for your book uh, when it comes out and for everyone to, to get a hold of it and um, learn more about you. And of course, um, so if someone's wanting to work with you or just find out more about you, um, what's the best way for them to reach out? Yeah. Follow me on social media, Ray Ireland. Um, I'm sure my name is spelled somewhere around here and no D no D (laughs) just like the country, but no D and um, find me on Instagram, on Facebook. I share a lot of content on there. I also have my own YouTube show so you can check that out as well. Um, You can listen to some of my music on Spotify, iTunes, all of that stuff. And yeah, if you're, if you have any questions or if you're just like, wow, that was amazing. You know, if you got something out of this conversation, just shoot me a message. I would love to connect. And of course, if you're looking for anyone to help guide you, you know, in the process of wherever you're at in your journey, reach out. Um, I know you have Annie here and she's like such a well of knowledge and wisdom. (laughs) And, you know, you can kind of, you get to find your people through just kind of asking questions. Yes. Yes. Ray, um, is are any of your songs on TikTok? They are not, but no, actually there's one. I literally have like a few videos on TikTok. So one song is on TikTok. One of your songs. Yeah. Like, so where like we could use it as well. Oh, maybe. You know how you can like use a song for your background. Oh, I don't know if I'll have to look. Yeah. We want to, we want to use you for TikTok. That'd be awesome. (laughs) Make it happen. All right. Um, yeah. If you give me that link, I can eventually add it to here as well for need a TikTok song. Click here. So, um, Ray, here's our fun and silly question for those of us who love to watch a lot of shows and TV, but, um, what are you watching Right now, I'm watching Game of Thrones. I'm like many years behind. <laughs> I finally, yeah, I finally was like, you know what? I really want to understand this cultural phenomena. So that is where I'm at. I'm about halfway through. Awesome. And you'd also, we'd mentioned earlier something called Free Solo. Yeah. And Free Solo, that's one of my favorite movies. Um, so Tell us a little bit about that one. Yeah, it's so Alex uh, Honnell, he's an amazing, I think I'm pronouncing his last name right, Um, but he's an incredible, one of the best rock climbers in the world right now. And so he basically free climbed without any ropes, this huge, huge mountain cliff um, in Yosemite. And it's, it was like an incredible climb. It takes most people usually four days to do it. And he did it in three hours. So is a documentary all on like his journey. And he's just like a really, like his mind works differently than most people. (laughs) He's doing this crazy stuff. Um, But it was also amazing because when the movie came out, it came out just a day before my brother actually did the climb as well. So we, my family, we all grew up rock climbing 
And so he, like, I went to the movie theater and watched it. And then the next day he was, he was already up on the mountain and um, did it. And then he ended up doing it in two days, like half the time that most people did. So that was a really cool experience to be able to. Yeah. Sometimes we just need to see that representation to see what's possible, right? Like, oh, if he can do it in three hours, I don't have to take four days. Yeah. He was like, you don't need to sleep. (laughs) Have you done any free climbing? Um, no, I'm not a big fan of the free climbing. I like Keep using the ropes. Keep using those ropes. <laughs> I let my brother do all the crazy stuff. Yes. Uh, well, thank you so, so much for being here. Um, loved having you on so many bits of wisdom and tools for us all to use. Um, you are, I'm, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> all right. Here's our quote for today your judgments about another person say more about your own character than the character of the person you're pointing a finger at and that was from alaric hutchinson thank you once again for listening to the coming out loved and supported podcast please check out the show notes on how to reach out to ray and other great resources for support groups and more if you haven't heard this today I love you, and yes, you are enough in all the ways. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you are the kind of person that likes to help others, then please share this with friends and family. If it helped you, then it will probably help others. Also, if you're needing support and inspiration daily, then connect with me at Life Coach Annie on Facebook. I am so grateful for you taking the time to listen today. If you could do me a favor, please leave a positive review so that more people in the LGBTQ community can find meaningful content that motivates.